Hey guys, welcome to a brand new episode of Club C47. I am one of your favorite hosts, Andrew Van Houston. And I'm your other favorite host, Sally Dar Griffin. Awesome. And we're happy to have you with us again for another week of fun adventures as you um, probably are sitting on your couch, maybe working out in your home gym, whatever you're doing right now. Thank you so much for listening. And we hope to provide a good episode for you. So let's begin. Sally Dar, how's your week been? It was pretty good. I had a lot of work. Uh, a lot of the bulk of my work for school goes in cycles of two weeks. So it feels like every two weeks I have a lot of writing due. And um, so the most, most part of the week I was just trying to turn out pages, which proved to be very difficult this week, more difficult than in weeks past. But, you know, I turned, I turned some stuff in. So that's all that matters. I got some pages out. Um, and now it just feels like we're in the final stretch of school. I don't know how you feel. I realize that summer break is very soon. It's, it's soon, but I don't think anyone is thinking about summer break. No, not at all. <laughs> I, I feel um, like I've been on break yeah, for a while. My weekend was good. It was it was just a lot of chilling, chilling at home. The weather was actually cold here, so it felt pretty good to like get outside when I could. Yeah, let, wait, um, talking about weather, how was the... There were some pretty bad storms in Chattanooga, right? Yeah, there were. So that night was actually pretty crazy. It was pretty rainy, and there was a lot of tornado warnings, and we were watching it, like, how it was, like, coming up north towards us, but it actually went slightly south of us. Basically, like, if I were to drive to the mall, that's the area where it hit. So, like, it's close to me, you know? It's, like, where I go to the mall and, like, where I play soccer growing up, but it's, you know, 30 minutes away, maybe, um, but it's like the suburbs basically. So like a lot of my dad's coworkers live out there and stuff. So yeah, I w- we were lucky that it didn't hit us, but it wiped out a lot of stuff. The news station that we were watching is like basically, you know, down the street. And while we were watching it, the weather guy ran off the screen. So like that was pretty concerning because we were like, oh, he's down the street. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then the, the rain, the wind was so bad that the water, I like live on a hill type of thing. The water was being blown uphill. It was the weirdest thing. Like, but we're good. That's the important thing. That's the, that's the important thing. It's interesting when you watch weather reports and then the news anchors are kind of being attacked by the weather at the same time. That's why everybody loves the weather channel so much. It's like when they're out in the wild, you know? Yeah, I I don't I just see more of the the memes and stuff, but news reporters they deal with a lot. I mean, we we talked about that last week too, so we don't have to get much into. Oh yeah, we did. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because of that, it's been colder here, uh, which I've actually kind of enjoyed. So, what's the weather like there? Is it is it sunny? Is it cold or what? Yeah, it's been really really sunny here. Not too hot. I mean, I am inside most of the days doing homework or other work or recording podcasts, whatever it is. But I mean, it, it, yeah, I really am enjoying this weather. Nothing too intense. It rains more than I thought it would. Yeah. And I mean, I I enjoy the rain, so I'm not complaining too much about it. So you're you're leaving the house where you're staying right now. You're leaving in a week. Are you excited, or do you kind of wish that you could just continue to stay there? I'm it, well. It's 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 gonna be humbling and bittersweet. I'm excited to go back to my apartment which has been a, a nice little break. I don't know what it's going to be like because it's going to be a new situation for me and I'm going to have to adapt just like everyone else is. The only difference is I won't... Uh, it's going to be more of an apartment compared to a house. And yeah. 
where I'm with my family right now. So yeah, we're going to kind of see it's all up in the air, but it'll be nice to be recording this podcast where we usually record it. Yeah, a little in- bit more of a sense of normalcy, perhaps. May- well, no, because you still won't be there. <laughs> True. I know. I, I actually, two of my friends, Megan, who was our guest last week, she actually knows them. So Megan, she said that she started a podcast, but then two of my other friends that are from New Orleans, they called me yesterday and they decided to start a podcast. I think a lot of people are during quarantine, but so they're together. And so they sent me their audio this morning and I was listening to it and I was like, damn, their audio is so good. And it's because they're in the same room and I'm so jealous. I'm jealous too of friends who are recording together, but you know what? It's okay. It makes ours more interesting and unique. Because at least, yeah. I, and we can say that we started the podcast before Corona, so we're 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 part of the BC group of podcasts. True, true. BC baby. B- Wait, speaking of like what we did over the weekend during the week, what did you do for your birthday? Oh, Please share. Yes, twenty-three. It's pretty exciting. I'm I'm twenty-three, so I'm getting a little old, but I'm still closer to twenty-one than thirty. Which is which is True. which is what one of my friends told me yesterday. I FaceTimed some of my friends. We had a little happy hour. I think the best part was that my family um, cooked some really good meals for me throughout the day. What did you eat? So for breakfast, I my stepdad made some really good banana bread, and then oh, yeah. uh, it was chocolate chips. Beautiful. And then my mom made spaghetti and meatballs. My mom and stepdad made spaghetti and meatballs for dinner. And then they also surprised me with a chocolate cake. Yum. Chocolate cake and chocolate icing? Like chocolate chocolate? No, it was chocolate. It was a double layer cake of chocolate with vanilla icing. Okay, I just needed all the details. Yeah. (laughs) it, It was really good. And they decided to... So I'm a big fan of pastaroni and so anyone who doesn't know what pastaroni it's it's like those boxes of pasta there's usually like angel hair with herbs or chicken parmesan they're just packages of Wait, pasta it in a box? Like yeah it's like it's like pasta in a box but it's it's not frozen or anything but anyways they it's, it's just a brand of pasta and they got me some for my birthday and they were know it's like when you're back at your apartment and dealing with this bullshit uh-huh. oh i just looked it up i don't feel like i recognize this box oh, they're so so good did you have it like, is it a comfort food type of thing? Yeah, it's definitely a comfort food. So that that to me would be like Velveeta shells was like probably my mm-hmm. version of this. Yeah. Or egg noodles with butter and parmesan. That was a very big thing in my house. Egg noodles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I do love some comfort food. And then the other thing I did for my birthday before I forget is I played Animal Crossing, which Sally Dar is tired of me talking about Animal Crossing. Oh my god, no, I'm not at all. I'm so jealous. I wish I had it. I just like can't some cash on it so I like hearing about it I know and it's hard to find a switch these days that's what I've heard too oh really yeah it's like really really hard but anyway so if it's your birthday on Animal Crossing they celebrate for you and so I played the game and then one of my villagers and this is for anyone who's playing the game and doesn't know what happens so you go to your villager's house and then like three of your animal friends are there and they sing happy birthday to you and then you get to whack a pinata and get a prize and, What'd you get? And so, cool? so I got cupcakes because Animal Crossing, there's like different food items. Usually it's fruit and you can sell them, but I got cupcakes. And so I thought about eating the cupcakes, but then I realized as I talked to the other animals throughout the day, I had the option to give them a cupcake. And if I gave them a cupcake, they would give me a present in return. Oh. And so the presents weren't great. I'm not going to lie. It was just clothing items that 
I know my character wouldn't wear, but that's not the point. The, the it was it, it was fun because it it was just funny because it's like I'm virtually celebrating my birthday in more ways than one. You have Animal Crossing, you have Zoom. I mean, I FaceTime some of my family. It's just it's it's kind of funny. And then the other interesting thing was a lot of people would say, "Hope you're doing well," which was really nice to hear. People are thinking about you out there, but it's just interesting because a year ago, I don't know if everyone would be saying, "Hope you're doing well, safe and healthy." It's just interesting of how much the norm has changed over the month and people's yeah, attitudes. Yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot too. Like even like after like five years from now, I do think a lot of like how we say things is going to change, as well as like how we do things, like how we look at you know if you go into the grocery store, you're probably gonna some people might still sanitize their hands in their car afterwards, and they probably didn't do that before this. You know what I mean? So like those things will change. But I also think a lot of the way we talk about things will change. So how you're saying, like, I think people will ask how you're, like, I hope you're, well. like, I think people will ask questions in a more caring way, perhaps, after all of this is done. I don't know. Or people will stress the importance of, like, oh, how, how we, like, get outside every day or, like, you know, which people already did, I guess, but. There's going to be a different vibe to it, I will say. Yeah. Which is. Which is good. I do think that's the. As we talked about with, like, the Groundhog movie, I think once all of this is said and done, I do think most people are going to come out of this being better people because you do realize that, like, human connection is very important and that you should definitely connect with people more and care about people more, so. Yeah, and that's that's what, I, that's what I realized yesterday in particular was, like, the connection was real. And these are a lot of people I haven't even heard of from in a while wish me happy birthday and I was like wow it's just nice to hear from you and like I want to keep having a good connection with you and not just uh once a year on my birthday I want to talk to you more and I think human connection is so valuable despite what your personality tests are true um and you're in Aries wow in Aries in quarantine difficult times yeah I I downloaded a co-star oh you did oh my god did you add me no I don't know how to add people well, oh, you can't. Well, I'll add you. Okay. I'll text you after this. Okay. Yeah. Um, we already know that we're very compatible, but we should see how else we're compatible. Yeah. I, yeah. I found I found out things about myself, and then I got too creepy because they were too on point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they can send you notifications too, and they'll be like, "Today's a good day to like." connect with people and it's like okay well that's just kind of me and why are you telling me that? Like I can't really connect with people. <laughs> yeah. One day it told me to fold my clothes, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> That's like a direct attack too for certain people because like I sometimes cannot fold my clothes. And yeah. Okay, I'm not folding my clothes. <laughs> um, well, that's fine. I'm glad you had a good birthday. Yeah. That was inside. It seems like you had fun. Yeah, and I think that the plan is afterwards is on my half birthday, which is October 15th, is there's going to be a huge rager, which involves margaritas, Korean barbecue, people are going to be wearing denim, people people who are listening to this are even invited, like, everyone just come out on October 15th, once, we'll get the invites out there soon, but you were invited for listening. Do you listening. know how good a frozen margarita sounds right now? That sounds so nice. Yeah, it just, everything just sounds chef's kiss right now. It does, it does. Oh, me and my mom were talking about that today. Um, Jess, well, we can talk about this a little bit later in the episode, but, like, what is the first thing that you would do once you... Oh. Like, let's say, let's say hypothetically tomorrow, they're just like, hey, like, the virus is done. It's literally, like, it's it does not exist. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, oh, the fear of it or, like, oh, maybe I'd wait a little bit longer inside. Like, let's just say hypothetically 
it's over. Yeah. It's over. What what is the first thing that you would do? Well, okay, let's just answer this now because I've been yeah, like yesterday over the phone we were talking about this. I am gonna meet up with all my friends and have a rager. It, I don't in in the place unusual place. Uh, there was the idea thrown out of Vegas, which might be a little too outrageous. But <laughs> even if it was like in Montana, I don't care. I just want to have a fun night with friends and family. Yeah, like throw down. I want to hug them. I want to drink with them. I want to take shots with them. I want to dance yeah. with them. Like that's that's what I want to do. The other option would be to go to the movie theaters and just go see a movie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So what I told my mom, if it was like, if I was still in Tennessee and I woke up and it was like, hey, it's over. Like, what do you do with your day? I was like, the first three things that come to my mind is I would go to a coffee shop, like get some coffee at a local place. I'd go to the movies. And that night I just go to dinner with my parents, like, and just like have a drink, have a nice meal. But then if it's like, what, what's like the, like if I have one thing to do, like I would totally like throw a party like get wasted with people like hug everyone dance like yeah but if it's like i woke up in tennessee then i would just have like a normal day at home with my family kind of but i can't wait to just have a party yeah i can't wait october 15th here we come october 15th I, it's already on my calendar not really but it's gonna anyway, it's gonna be after this recording um yeah so that i mean there's so many good things you could do i like the coffee shop thing i didn't even think about that yeah, I just like really just a lo- just being able to like leave and walk to a local coffee shop just sounds so nice right now. Or just sit down and do your homework for a few hours yeah. in, a, in a, a nice environment, nice music. It smells good. Mm-hmm. There's so many good things about coffee shops. That's another thing about LA that I need to explore more is coffee shops. Even though I'm not, a, I'm not a coffee drinker. I think we've talked about this, but I just <laughs> there's so many other things you can get. Usually you can get like a an egg and cheese sandwich bagel, avocado toast. There's so many good options. Hot chocolate. That's, that's, okay. Well, when I move back there, we'll do it. Yes, I, I know. <laughs> we're, we're, it's a lot of wishful thinking, but I'm very hopeful, and I think you are too. Um, so another big thing happened that everyone in the film community seems to be talking about and posting about, and that's Dune, all of the photos that came out. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to talk about that with you. Have you seen the original? I told you I haven't. So I've seen, so the original is directed by David Lynch, and he did Mulholland Drive, he did Blue Velvet. I saw the original a year ago, which was right when the Denis Dune was starting production, because I knew I wanted to see it anyways. It's funny because I don't remember much of what happens, so it might have been because I was like, either preoccupied or it might have been a long night if I'm trying to I think I kind of remember I was like really tired when I watched it long day and all of that but I did I'm a big science fiction guy and so seeing the original Dune it, you you can appreciate the science fiction of it because it's very outrageous and very wild so I guess that's just my pitch on it you haven't seen it right I haven't and I definitely don't gravitate towards science fiction so Actually, I was thinking of, someone asked me, like, what movies are you most excited to come out, like, in the coming months, or in 2020, and I didn't say Dune, even though, like, I am excited for it to come out, but it's just not something I would typically gravitate towards, but I do think that Timothy Chalamet of it all has people that aren't normally interested in science fiction, probably more excited. I'm not too late to review Chalamet, but that's not why. Um, But the, the, the pictures look good, and I think just the hype that's around it like 
it was nice to see all those photos come out and everybody being excited about movies, even though the theater is non-existent right now, because it feels like all of the movies that have been put on streaming services, like, no one's really seemed to rally behind Emma coming out or Trolls coming out. Like, no one's really rallied behind a movie mm-hmm. thus far, it feels like. And so it was nice for those photos to come out and have everyone be like, yeah, we are so excited for this to come out, like, when it does come out. So I think that's why I'm really excited to see it is because it seems like it'll be the movie that everybody is just so excited to go see in the theaters. I so I I don't know if I agree with that if I'm being honest and and he, let me explain why this was kind of some of the research the some of the research I did so I am very excited for Dune as a film person because of its cast because of the plot and the director Denis who is one of my favorites because of his work but anyways the point it, what I'm is gonna try to go with is. Dune is going to be up against so much competition when it's released mm-hmm. because everything has been pushed back to the later years and Dune is projected to be released in December. So, oh, see, see I, for some reason I was thinking it was like going to be released in fall so it'd be like one of the first movies that's like everyone's going to go see like when theaters open again yeah, I, 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 I'm like I'm, I'm with you I, 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 like I disagree with like I said I kind of disagree with what you said but I also really hope that I'm wrong because yeah. I think that it's going to be up against all the movies that got pushed back, which is like Wonder Woman, the James Bond movie. And then when you're going to the movie theater and you want to see a blockbuster, you're going to be more interested in seeing something like Wonder Woman, where you kind of know the characters and the familiarity, compared to Dune, mm-hmm. where you just really know the actors and not much about it. True. Yeah, and I agree. So... That's what that was kind of an interesting read I did earlier before we started recording, and I, I and I think it's a good point because there's a lot of hype around it, and I really need to have some good reviews immediately to get attention from those non-film people, non-film people, but like in order for it to do well. Yeah, um, I mean, I think the reason why I was seeing it so much on social media too with those photos is because. Just girls that really love Timothy Chalamet that yeah. are, and not to say that they don't love movies, but like they're not, they don't identify as like a film or not that I do necessarily. But you know what I mean? Like they're not yeah. super passionate about like films in general. But those photos came out, and you know, girls love Timothy Chalamet, so it was everyone was sharing it on their stories and stuff. That's why it was like, oh wow, like people care about movies. Like this is kind of fun. Yeah, well, um, but it's more people caring about the cast. So, yeah, yeah, the world loves Timothy Chalamet. I love Timothy Chalamet. That's just, that's a no-brainer. I'm excited to see what the trailer, when the trailer comes out, because I think that's when it's going to start getting its hype. And that's when I think it'll work. I don't know if you knew this, but Dune is actually going to be two different movies. It's going to be a two-part movie. Oh, is it? Yeah, and they, they haven't really been promoting that lately. But that's so interesting. But because the director said that Dune, the world is so complex in Dune, and I think that's maybe why people weren't intrigued with the David Lynch version. It's, I don't know if you checked Letterboxd, but the, the old version did not do really well. It's not really, it's not really successful. And so Denis is saying that the book itself, Dune, is so long and complex where if you can't really make a movie long enough that would have, like, just a solo movie long enough to keep people's attention and have everything in it. So that's why they're doing it in two parts. And Do you know how long each part is going to be, or no? I, I don't know yet, because I read today that they don't even have a release date for the new Dune movie, the second one. 
And so I don't even know if they filmed it yet. And they're kind of see how this first one does. It's very, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's very complex. I just think, well, just in general, and we can talk about this more once it like it's fall and winter time, but just with the timeline of this virus and the movie industry, like, I don't know, award season is going to be so interesting and like, it's too soon to tell what it's actually going to look like and if all the movies that were projected to be released will be released. But I would assume they'd all try to get them out in 2020 if they wanted them to be out in 2020. But the fall and the winter is either going to be stacked with so many movies or it's going to, like, so many are just going to push it to the spring. But I don't know. It's going to be it's going to be very strange to be an AMC A-lister during the fall and winter. <laughs> yeah, and AMC is not doing too hot. I, 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 you probably know that. Yeah, well, I went on actually to go look at my um, membership because, well, on one hand, I was like, oh, should I cancel it? And on the other hand, I was like, well, I should continue to support like a business that I actually like because I want them to stay in business. But I went on just to look, and they just just stopped my membership. They're like, well, you don't have to pay. Like We've just canceled everyone's memberships for the time being while our theaters are closed. They aren't making money off of memberships, but I don't know. I don't, yeah, they're a big company, though. I think they'll be fine. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's something we'll not be able to project until everything opens up. Well, the good news is, is that because movie stars are millionaires, if they, if for some reason the movie theaters start to close, I do think that that would be one thing that celebrities might donate to is movie theaters because they probably want to keep those alive, you know? You would hope. I would hope, yeah. Yeah, so, some have been generous you. already, but you know what? They have money. <laughs> We, 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 we can, I mean, anyone can support. We can support too. The littlest donation does make the biggest difference. Yes. Speaking of money and donations, this is kind of off topic, but kind of interesting. I think it was about Kylie Jenner, but it might have been about someone else, but she donated like a million dollars or something, which great, awesome. But it was an interesting take on it that was like her donating a million dollars would be basically like me or you donating a hundred dollars. Isn't that crazy? What? Which is still lucky. Like, if I donate $100, like, yeah, that's a lot of money. Like, I'm donating $100. Like, that's good. I mean, I guess it's not $1,000, but it's $100. So the article was, like, criticizing her and being like, that's only $100 to her. Which is like, okay, like, let's not donation shame. Like, she's giving a million dollars. You know, that's better than nothing. Like, there's a ton of celebrities that aren't giving anything. But I just, I'm just shocked by the, that comparison. Like, a million dollars her is a hundred dollars to us yeah that's I, that's, that's that's kind of interesting to think about and a little mind-blowing yeah <laughs> and maybe, yeah, the one percent is crazy <laughs> yeah wow i can see why people threw shade at her yeah it's just it's wild yeah that's an interesting <laughs> topic maybe maybe kyla needs to donate, donate to the movie theaters yeah i know god i Actually, it'll be exciting to see if um, celebrities do donate to movie theaters, you know? But hopefully they don't have to, like, hopefully they don't go under. Can we, um, can we segue into something we were going to talk about earlier, which was, like, sanitation within the industry? I would love to segue. So, <laughs> do you want, do you want to take the lead on this one and what your thoughts are? Yeah, so my mom recently, and I don't know why necessarily, but she's recently been sending me just articles that, um, have to do with Hollywood and the movie business and related, like related to coronavirus. So one morning I woke up and she had already sent me an article about 
the title of the article is Hollywood and Hygiene, Sanitary Conditions in the Age of Coronavirus. And so it was basically talking about the way film sets work and how prior to all of this stuff, sanitation was just no one cared. And we can kind of talk about that with our experiences in a second. But how after all of this, everyone's taking special care and a lot of sets have been shut down. But a lot of sets, you know, people sanitize their camera, you know, or, you know, bathrooms are like crafty you have to take more care with that kind of stuff and I just thought it was the reason I thought it was interesting is because we haven't been on any big budget sets but even with our student film sets no one does take sanitation into consideration like no one really brings Clorox wipes to set and especially with crafty is like such a community food area like there'll be a big container of pretzels and people will just reach their hands in you know most hopefully most people just like pour like pour them out mm-hmm. but or if it's carrots and hummus you know people there's hummus just open on the table so it was interesting to read it and be like oh yeah well we were probably doing things that could have you know we could improve on that with student film sets so it's kind of strange to read and be like well we were in the wrong and like you know hollywood could be better about it too but it's exciting going forward to know that there'll probably be new positions on set that do care more about stand like there'll be probably pas that their job is to sanitize things mm-hmm. um which is kind of exciting that you know changes will be made in hollywood but also just in other places too like grocery stores like they'll take more care to sanitize things or just anywhere you go there'll be more jobs that or just people that are already have those jobs will take more care to sanitize areas yeah it's just interesting to look at it uh yeah and especially related sorry i'm rambling a little bit but no, you're good. related to, i feel like we feel this on student sets but reading that like obviously it's on big budget sets too is that so you have 12 hours in a day on a set if you go over that then you have to pay overtime which most people don't want to do and so film sets tend to be very short on time and so you don't want to take time to sanitize things you don't want to the idea is like we got to get in and we need to set up and we need to start filming because we like daylight's a factor and like we want to be here 12 hours we don't want to pay people overtime so why would we take time to sanitize? Why would we t- take time to have a decent bathroom when we want people working as much as possible? So it was interesting thinking about like scheduling wise, because we have to do like, you have to get there at a certain time, you have to set up, then we have lunch time, then we uh, like have to break down by a certain time. And it's thinking about time schedules now and if they're going to have to factor in time to actually sanitize the place. So I think sanitize, like, will there be a section on schedules that are just like, sanitize for an hour who knows you know yeah you bring up some really good points here i was gonna i was gonna mention that because i agree with especially lmu and i mean this can be any school but lmu in particular there's a lot of hands-on that happens a lot where everyone is touching every equipment because they need hands everywhere and so moving forward is it more important for the lng team to only touch lng equipment the camera to only touch a camera equipment, the director to touch nothing. Like what's important because I've seen people help each other because, because I think in the industry, especially with student films, I don't know how much in the real world, but especially in student films, people want to be there to help each other, especially the PAs who are helping out the grips or whatever, whatever is going on. So it's going to be a lot of interesting ways of how roles and responsibilities are going to shift or maybe they won't shift. Maybe, maybe after this is all over, people won't take, like it won't be as bad as people think and people will just be like, whatever. Some people might have egos like that, you know? Yeah. 
I do think just in relation to sets, but also just life in general, I think it's going to be interesting to see some people will just go back to how they were before and just like, you know, Hey, how are you? Like, here's a handshake or like, yeah, like we're sharing this community thing of pretzels. Like who cares? But then there will be some people that will continue to be a little bit more wary or paranoid and not necessarily paranoid because I feel like that has a negative connotation, but just more aware. Whereas other people will go back to normal. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in an area like a film set, the people that are more lax about it and the people that are, you know, want to budget the times to say, hey, like, maybe we should sanitize this or, hey, like, maybe we should have tongs for this food item instead of letting people just reach for, you know. So it'll be interesting to see if that becomes a point of tension on set or in other areas in the world, so... Yeah, I I agree. I I think even from my perspective, I think I'm going to be way more cautious on film sets from now on because even when the weekend before everything shut down, so the last two sets you were ADing and I was producing, so I was on two different sets that weekend and one of the groups was in my apartment and I kept telling them to wash their hands. Like literally every chance, hand sanitizer, wash their hands. And I think that's just... It's going to depend on the host. It's going to depend on the producers. And I think it's important for the leaders in film sets, especially student film sets, those a- the ADs. They, they're really going to need to start being like, y'all need to be cautious. Or, or maybe they won't be. You know, it's just it's, everyone's going to have a different perspective on this. From my, I like from what I've seen, I think it's just going to be better, especially especially in California, where people are all over the place and people are touching so much film equipment daily and after you're done with the film equipment on set, it goes to the department, like the, the camera um, place where they rent out equipment. Everyone's going to be touching it. So everyone just needs to be very cautious moving forward. And who knows? Yeah, you bring up a good point about the role of the AD. Is like they typically are in charge of safety, but now they're probably going to be in charge of safety as it relates to health. So like they'll probably walk around with hand sanitizer. They'll probably, you know, tell people, you know, yeah, like they're going to be more in charge of keeping people healthy and also safe. So it's kind of a new job description for them. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see how that, that turns out. I'm sure I'm sure yeah. LMU is going to hopefully enact on that in the fall if we're yeah. still on film yeah. sets in the fall. But yeah, hopefully. Yeah. I'm curious how many student films are going to turn into Corona-inspired events, you know? Yeah, there's going to be so many scripts coming out of this, which is great for people that, you know, you feel like every story's been done before, every single love story's been written, every single sci-fi thing's been written, and it's, this is a whole new, a whole new experience that people have to write about, so it's actually really exciting, but it also feels like a weird race to get, yeah, the, you know, find the coronavirus-related story that no one has thought of yet. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it affects student films going forward. Yeah, but then if everyone does it, then is it really something new? Yeah, it's a good point. So yeah. I don't know. I do think I do think this whole pandemic has inspired a lot of students to write or express more of their writing skills. And so I'm sure there'll be some really fascinating stories that come out of this. Yeah, I keep thinking about, you know, stories that will come out like ten to twenty years from now. And it's someone that, you know, was in high school when it happened. And then they write a story about their high school experience. So it's like their personal story and how they experienced it. Mm -hmm. Um, So kind of like a memoir about coronavirus that comes out 20 years from now. That's what I'm excited about. Yeah. Yeah, Instead of just like a love story that 
probably didn't happen, you know? Like, I want a personal coming-of-age corona story. <laughs> yeah. But I don't want, like, I know you, I know you, I like the, the idea of, like, stories in the future, but I don't want, I don't want them in two or three years. Don't give me a movie about corona in two years. Well, I'm also very big on the idea that I like when people, you know, if you tell a story about something, like a big topic, if you tell a story about coronavirus, or you tell a story about cancer, or you tell a story about death, it's like you're telling that story, which is a big, heavy issue, but it's not, it's not the be-all, end-all of the story. Like, the story is about how humans interact. It's not about coronavirus. It's not about cancer. It's not about, you know, it's not about big topics, even though it is, but it's about how people deal with those topics when they're under that kind of pressure. So I think it can be done eloquently, but I also do not want that movie in two to three years. I would rather have it in a, a I need, a, I need a little bit more time. <laughs> yeah, give us, like, New Mutants or something that's been delayed five times. Just give us the movies that have been on the queue. Don't give us yeah. new movies. Well, okay, you know what my mom said, though? So, I... So, have you heard of the show? It's called The Wonder Years. It, like, it's an older show. But me and my mom watched it yesterday. She said, you have to watch the first episode because she watched it as a kid and she was like, I just started watching it because I felt like it, whatever. I think it's on Hulu. I'm not sure. But so, I watched the first episode of it and it's really sweet and it's, you know, it's a, it's a voiceover. So, it's this guy who's, I don't know how old, but he, in the show, he's 12. And so, he's saying, oh, you know, we grew up on the street. Like, that's me. That's my best friend. Like, this is where he went to school. And so, it's him looking back on how he grew up and so that's why it's called the wonder years looking back at this wonderful time in his life and my mom said she brought a good point she said i think after all of this is over tv is probably going to go back to this type of style like this type of feel good content about like oh like how wonderful everything was you know before everything was so horrible the wonder years and then i said that this is us kind of did that a little bit mm-hmm. i think would be comparable thing but I do think that that's probably gonna happen I bet there's gonna be a lot of shows that are just and movies that are just feel good you know yeah I I love feel I love a good feel good story yeah I think you do need them especially in this time and Mm -hmm. so I never would ever watch contagion I was like why would you watch contagion during this time Uh, that was me that was at the beginning okay but still (laughs) I don't even know if I can ever watch it or, you know, it's just, I need, you need those, you need those feel good movies to just take your mind off the things that don't, yeah. that don't go well. Like a, like a Disney movie. Oh, I've been, I've been wanting, you know, I've been needing to watch How to Train Your, How to Train Your Dragon, which I haven't seen. Oh. And, and I watched Wally. Like I have been needing some feel good type stuff. Yeah, I I need I need to watch Onward still. Everyone's been pushing me to like watch Onward, and I still haven't seen it. So I apologize to anyone who thinks I should or is like, <laughs> you haven't seen Onward? No, I haven't seen Onward, but I will get to it. I've been watching Harry Potter. That's been my feel good. Oh yeah, I did see that you were watching that. That's so fun. Yeah. Wait, how many of them did you watch? I've seen. I mean, I've seen them all the time, but like in this recent few weeks, I've seen yeah. five of them. Okay, and which one's your favorite? That's so hard. I I'm so biased with Alfonso Cuarón directing Prisoner of Azkaban, mm. where I think he like changed the way Harry Potter movies were created. Um, mm. I also really like the Deathly Hallows ones, but yeah, I think Prisoner of Azkaban just has a different flavor to it that I enjoy. What about you? 
I always liked Goblet of Fire, like, ever since I was younger. I don't know, it's just always, and you know what I think it is? I do think it's the idea that all of these outside schools are coming together just because I was obsessed with boarding school and stuff, and so I liked the idea of all of these schools competing. Yeah. Yeah. Goblet of Fire, Fire. Goblet of Fire, we up there for my favorite book. Favorite movie? It's 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 not the best, but I don't think it's the worst well, by far. I would need to rewatch it now that I'm like more because I don't think I've watched them since I like really decided to do film. So it would be interesting to go back with a new look on them and see if my opinion is swayed with you know how I view movies now, just like with yeah. different directors or whatever. Um, so I should go back and watch it honestly. It's even it's also like the book. It doesn't follow the book as much as other ones, The Goblet of Fire. So that but also I, I do love that book so much and the movie it doesn't disappoint. I don't think a single Harry Potter movie is bad. No, they're also fun. And yeah, I've gotta I've gotta respect that. <laughs> You've been watching a lot of Harry Potter, but I was watching a lot of Yorgos. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, which is very different from Harry Potter. Or maybe, say, I don't know. They're both weird in their own ways, I guess. Uh, so we talked about this, but we, me and Andrew were a guest on our friends, Jack and Clay's, their podcast where we talked about the movie The Favorite. And so after we watched that movie, I decided to watch some of Yorgos's other films that I hadn't seen. So, two that I hadn't seen, I watched Killing of a Sacred Deer, which is on Netflix, and I watched Dog Tooth. Yorgos has a crazy mind. Like, that man, I don't even know how he thinks, you know? It's just, all of his stories are so twisted, and they're not set in, like, the real world. They don't follow the rules of nature. But I really enjoyed it because I'm typically not the kind of person that wants to watch a movie that's more thriller or psychological. I don't gravitate towards that. And so I am happy that for some reason I was inspired to watch movies that I wouldn't normally want to watch, which I have been doing in quarantine. Like I watched um, Ex Machina, which I never really felt the need to watch because it was more sci-fi, but I wanted to watch that. Or um, even before quarantine, like Midsommar, I was like always really afraid to see it, but I you know, finally saw it. Uh, so I was I was actually happy that I watched both of Yorgos' films. I really liked Killing of a Sacred Deer. I thought that was pretty good. Dog Tooth, I was like a little bit more not into. Okay. Just because I, mean, I thought the story was a good idea, but it was just way more slow paced than I would like, and it was like kind of creepy. I mean, Killing of a Sacred Deer was also creepy, but I was like more accepting of the creepiness. Dog Tooth, I like was not as into it, mm-hmm. which is fine. But um, overall, like yeah, I just appreciate Yorgos' mind. Anybody that can think in a way that is just out of this world i have respect for so hats off yeah absolutely do you think yorgos would be a good director for a harry potter film i just don't think that he would his because no his films are so more like he he world builds i guess in a way but it's more it doesn't have to do i feel like harry potter is so much more like special effects and magic whereas his world building isn't rooted in magic it's more rooted in like psychological so it's it's in the world that we know but there's rules that don't apply to us if that makes sense interesting okay so like when you watch it you think like oh yeah this is like typical earth like this is you know my town that i live in and then as you keep watching it's like wait but normally the world you know if i say if i if i do x then y is going to happen but in yorgos's world if you do X, then Z happens. And okay. it's like, oh, that's weird. So I don't know. It's like 
I don't feel like he would direct Harry Potter. I mean, they, they're not happening anymore, so he doesn't even have the option. <laughs> Unless they do a remake. Yeah. In, in like yeah. A, oh my god. If they, do you think they'd ever do a Harry Potter remake? In like 50 years. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I'm going to bet Actually, on it. yeah. We're oh. going to be so old if that happens, and we're going to just hate the, the teenagers. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have a whole new way of viewing things. I think we should move on because we're almost, we're kind of getting close to the end of the podcast. You have about 10-ish minutes left. So I think we should, right. we should get to the bracket that Let's we've been, fo- we've been following this for three weeks now. Almost four, yeah, almost four that. weeks. I think a lo- long time. We've been, we've been doing it for a while. So it was nice to have Jack and Megan on the past two weeks to like okay. talk about their sides of the bracket and, um, I still think it could be anyone's game. So um, we'll, we'll talk about the, the matchups from last week and what we think. So cool. the the four matchups we had last week were Lilo and Stitch versus Beauty and the Beast, uh, The Incredibles versus Monsters, Inc., The Parent Trap versus Princess Diaries, and Smart House versus Lizzie McGuire. Do you, want to, is, do you want to talk about our thoughts of each? I mean, we can just talk a little bit about them, and then we can reveal the four, moving on to the, okay. the final four. Do you have okay, any... Okay, so Lilo can stitch Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. You're partial to Lilo and Stitch, aren't you? I'm what? You're, you like Lilo and Stitch, right? I, I, I like Beauty and the Beast better, I think. Who did you vote for? Do um, I actually did not vote... <laughs> This round, which you did. Oh. because I, 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 because at the end of the day, I realized my like because since I'm in charge of tallying the votes, it's yeah. not like my vote would have mattered. It there was there was a really close race. You probably real you probably saw it on Twitter, but it wouldn't have mattered what my vote was going to. There was a clear winner, so I didn't vote this round, which is which I do not do not encourage when the election comes on. By the way, you guys all need to vote. For anyone who's listening and got this far, don't don't be like me and not vote. So yeah, I think both of them are strong movies, but I'm more of a Beauty and the Beast person. I voted Beauty and the Beast. You voted Beauty and the Beast? Again. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, yeah, it's a very good movie. I saw, It was Emma Watson's birthday yesterday too. And there is this tweet where it was like, Happy birthday to um, Emma Watson, known for her role in Belle and Beauty and the Beast. I was like, she's known for Hermione and Harry Potter, so don't even try to pull that on me. <laughs> wait, so you're, wait, i sorry, this is like backtracking, but you share a birthday with so many people. Oh, I know. And my birthday is kind of cursed too. We don't need to talk about all the bad things that have happened on my birthday. Um, in the in the in the real world, but yeah, me, Emma Watson, Emma Thompson, Da Vinci, Maisie Williams. Yeah, so many people. I don't oh, April anything. the giraffe. Wait, who? April the giraffe. Remember when April the I giraffe? Don't know who that is. When April the giraffe had her baby, and it was live streamed. Oh come on, you have to remember this. No. Look up April the giraffe, and like I. Uh. You got to watch her baby, like, give birth live. It was the first time, like, you could watch, like, a giraffe give birth live. Oh, wait. You know, I do remember when this was a thing, and people would, like, sit there and watch it for hours. Yeah. It, it ended up being born <laughs> <of> my birth. <laughs> that is such a fun fact. Yeah. So, yeah. That, Congrats. <laughs> thank you. So, yeah. Um, so, those are the, the good people born on my birthday. But, anyways. 
Moving on to the the bracket. <laughs> when, it, when it came to Incredibles and Monsters, Inc., I would have voted for Monsters, Inc. I don't know what you voted for. Um, I would have voted for um, Monsters, Inc. Yeah, I voted for Monsters, Inc. Okay. And then The Parent Trap and Princess Diaries? I voted Parent Trap. Okay, yeah. I would have voted Parent Trap. And then Smart House versus Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie McGuire, for sure. Okay. Yeah, I, there was a lot of people salty that Life Size did not make it past round well, two. Well, I'm still salty about Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, so whatever. That was, yeah, there's there's a lot of saltiness going on. Anyways, so are we ready to reveal the four moving on to the final yes. four? Okay. I'm so ready. So, on the animation side of things, we're going to have Lilo and Stitch versus The Incredibles. And then, yeah, and then we're going to have on the, the live action side, we're going to have the parent trap versus Lizzie McGuire. Okay. That's a really difficult mashup. Oh my God. Yeah. So here we are. We have our final four. What do we think? Wow. Do we, do we predict these four? That's going to be a really tough one to follow. I think I think whoever loses that one would still get third place. If you did like a third yeah. first, I think I think whoever would lose Lilo and Stitch versus the Incred- I think whoever wins Parent Trap versus Lizzie McGuire will win the whole thing. Yeah, for I, sure. I, yeah think, I, agree. I think I think I I I'm gonna say I personally don't know how much faith I have on the animation side. Yeah, um, it's a very obscure. Yeah, I will say Lilo and Stitch has done pretty well, but then you look at, and then The Incredibles also dodged a lot of bullets. It beat out Ratatouille and it beat out Monsters, Inc., which is pretty big. I was pretty impressed by Lilo and Stitch. Like, I, I mean, I liked Lilo and Stitch as a child, but I didn't think that people wrecked it as much as I thought. Like, I didn't realize that people really, really loved it. I mean, I knew everybody loved it, but yeah, I didn't really, um, I'm, 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 like, pleasantly surprised by that. Yeah, I th- I think I think I wouldn't be surprised if it was Lilo and Stitch versus Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, I would vote Lizzie McGuire on that one. <laughs> Over the Parent Trap, or like, or Lizzie McGuire, Lilo and Stitch. I vote Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, but if it was the Parent Trap versus Lizzie McGuire, do you know what you're gonna vote for yet? No, I can't decide. I, you know what I think is difficult is that I like, identify more personally with Lizzie McGuire. Like that was definitely more of an influence on me. But Parent Trap is just so iconic, just overall, you know? Like, it's that movie that we talked about, you know, your dad's seen it, your mom's seen it, your grandmother's seen it. Whereas Lizzie McGuire is more, I guess, I don't know, niche is the right word, but it was just more, like, focused on one type of person, whereas, like, Parent Trap was a more overall movie, like, that entire family can hold behind it. So that's why it's difficult. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, 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 I can't wait to see who wins this thing. It's been an interesting I'll just, I'll just pick randomly. I'll just bite the bullet, pick one, and it'll, it'll just happen. Yeah. I feel like my favorites are gone, though, for the most part. Like, Parent Trap, I was not going to vote for round one, if you remember. I didn't no, vote. Really? I, I, because I, it was against National Treasure. <laughs> and I was all pro-National Treasure. And so, like, that one was gone. Get a clue was also like all my favorite ones are kind of out at this point. So I don't know who's voting, but it must. I mean, we get good turnouts. Like yeah, we do. We get like at least like 
I think I think we had I think we had forty five because we had a few insta oh votes, God. but it was like forty five. We'll we'll see we'll see who moves on, and yeah, I can't wait for the finals. I it's gonna I'm I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah, it's been I, a long time. Yeah, it's Should a. I know. After this, we're going to have to find something else to do to, like, entertain yeah. our listeners and get them... We can think about it. Maybe not a bracket, maybe some other kind of games-oriented type of thing. My my um, family did a quarantine house thing, which was pretty fun. I did see that. That was fun. Yeah. It's like... It, 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 and Bingo has been another one that I've seen. Mm. And, and then the 30-day music challenge... Uh, Media is I did like a QA on Instagram and that's it. <laughs> oh, and then until tomorrow, right? Didn't did you do that? Oh, I did that too. But I didn't delete the pictures. Like it was just an excuse to post photos. I know, I I, I, I didn't delete mine either because I, I thought I looked Yeah, I wouldn't cute. Want to. Yeah. You gotta remember these quarantines, you know, when you scroll back to your feed and you see that. In like ten years, I'll be like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think we're about to the end. So Sally Dar, fun as always. It was fun. This was a good episode. I, I, I really liked this episode. I think we got good, I, discussion. good discussions from one side of the country to the other. I know. Wow. Just bi coastal baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you have any shameless plugs you want to do before you call it a day? She's coming back on TikTok. She's coming back. I am. I'm like really enjoying it again. It's actually pretty exciting just because I don't care about what people think about what I post as much, which I think personally that's the key for me is just to not overthink it. But yeah, I'm having fun on there again. So mentally I'm feeling pretty good for social media at the moment, but you know, next week I might feel down about it. Social media is in fact the worst. Don't we, we don't we all. Do you have any shameless plugs, Andrew? Uh, yeah. So, Houston 15 on Twitter, especially if you want to vote. And and then, or you can slide into our DMs. We'll take votes that way, too, on any other social media platform. And I don't know if there's anything else. I think that's good with me. If you just want to say hi, just slide into my DMs. But uh, <laughs> you guys enjoy your week. And we hope that you're safe and healthy and everything's going well. And we will talk to you next time.